Hey guys, welcome back to Imole. I'm your host, Kwelumi, and today I have a lovely young lady with me who is here to share her spiritual awakening journey with us. Her name is Oinda Mola, and she was born to a devoted Muslim family in the late 80s, and she explored Christianity for a couple of years after she got married, because she got married to a Christian. But now she's on a spiritual journey of self-discovery, and she's also an entrepreneur and a mom of three. She has triplets, guys, so... Help us welcome the superwoman, Oyi Bernard. Welcome to the show, Oyi. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here doing this with you. So, yeah. Thank you for being here. So, tell us about how you grew up. I know you grew up in Nigeria in late in the late 80s and 90s, actually. So, how was your upbringing like? Uh, okay, let me, let me start by going over my name. Right, my full name is Oyin Damala. That is a Yoruba name, right? If you want to translate that to English, it means honey blends with riches. So that is such a rich name, right? So I was born into the Salam family. Remember, Muslim family. This is just to let you know how strong my background as a Muslim was, right? Um, Salam in Islam means peace. Right, my my granddad was um, a chief imam of the southwestern part of Nigeria. So yes, we were so big. My family was so big on Islam. We grew up really finely. My dad was a very very open man that allowed us explore the different things of life. Like we could growing up, I remember my dad made us listen to Femi Emmanuel. He was a pastor and he would he would host a program on radio then. Would listen to Femi Emmanuel just to have another take of what Christianity has got to offer, even though it did not shake our our belief in Islam, right? But I loved that because it sort of started opening my mind to accepting that you cannot fault other people's beliefs just just because that is not the way that you think or you practice or you were brought up. My mom works with um, federal government as a, at a tertiary institution. I've got three siblings, two baby sisters and a brother. So yeah, in short, that's me. I grew up in Oyo town. That's a part of Oyo state, the Yoruba land, the western part of Nigeria. So thanks for having me, Belumi. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm happy you're here. And um, you said your dad introduced you to other, like introduced you to Christianity and a different way of thinking besides your own. And it was very open-minded. So will you say that this led to your spiritual awakening experience? So, you know, did it help to influence it in a way? Um, well, I think I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I would not deny the fact that it could have helped. Because, you know, getting introduced or getting getting ideas of what might be going on with other people's spiritual beliefs or practices allowed me think to accept others, right? I didn't have to be so judgmental of people with different beliefs or spiritual practices as mine while growing up. So yes, this kind of helped me in accepting, maybe not in awakening, but in accepting other people, right? as well not judging people i think i'll put it that way that's fantastic so i was wondering 
what actually triggered your spiritual awakening experience and when did it start? Okay, you know, um, now that we're speaking about it, um, you know, spiritual awakening to me, I think I used to have the very wrong notion of it before, right? People would say when you become born again, as if that applied to just Christianity, right? So when when this started happening, I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't make a meaning of it, right? Until I started looking up Google for the meanings of some things, and now I have my own definition for spiritual awakening, because now to me it means um, a greater sense of awareness or groundedness, right? Because spirit, you don't become spiritual, right? Spirit is what we have always been, right? So when you say spiritual awakening, it means you're getting to know yourself, right? It means you're getting to be aware of who you have been all along. So yeah, spiritual awakening to me is remembering. It is not becoming. So when people say in other part of um, spiritual practices that you become born again, you become, no to me, in in the deep sense of spiritual awakening or be awakened spiritually, it means you are remembering and not becoming, right? So you cannot be prepared for spiritual awakening. That's another opinion that I've got. I don't think anything prepares you because this is what you have always been. You know, my story is a little different because um, I'm not going to say I started awakening a couple of years ago. No, there's always been that element in me, but I did not fully understand. Maybe because I was young, maybe because I I, I wasn't paying so much attention because I would... I would have ex- I'll have very different experiences when I go to bed at night. I would it, it would come as dreams, but I started feeling funny about it when the dream was was unveiling like a movie, right? It would be as though I started watching a series, and the 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 the, the very part that the series stopped when I go into it a previous day is the same place that it begins the following day, right? So it was, it was like an unveiling that started happening when I was quite young. A lot of other events in life contributed to me becoming more aware or fully aware of who I am as a person um, in relation to every other thing. Because now I can understand that I am not just me, you know, I am everything and everyone else, right? So, yeah, just like I said, spiritual awakening to me is remembering and um, nothing nothing in life can prepare you for it. It is not, uh, permit me to also mention that it is not a love and light. Do you understand what that means? <laughs> like, it absolutely, is not... Absolutely, what? I want to- a hug right now. If we weren't on a call, I would have given you a hug. This is not love and light at all. And, and the thing is, the thing is, um, you said something about spiritual awakening being remembering and not just awakening, and that is so true because ever since you were a kid, and you said so, and also with me, it's the same thing. It was just answering or let's say heeding that call, and people would think it's like some kind of external call. No, it's just like your life experiences your daily experiences telling you that there is much more 
And there are questions you have that other people can't answer within maybe your religion or your family or whatever it is. There are questions you have. So it's almost like, I agree with this, but not all the way. I agree with that, but not all the way. Why can't I explore this? Why can't I explore something different and not think that it's evil? Why can't I learn about it? So that what you said about spiritual awakening being remembering, if you have seen me, I was just shaking my head and smiling like, absolutely what it is and people think it's like love and light and the thing is when people come to me for let's say tarot readings and stuff because i also do that they will absolutely think that oh do i have to buy this crystal to be spiritual do i have to talk like this do i have to do and i always tell them it has absolutely nothing i mean i won't say absolutely nothing because those things can help like i like crystals and stuff right but it's an internal journey it's it's a process of alchemy it has nothing to do with looking a certain way and being a certain way that is more religious dogma you said you were always spirit you are spirit having a human experience so i'll say true spirituality is just tuning in more to that inner voice you know you said those are your dreams tell us more about your dreams please because uh, that that, was, <laughs> that <is> interesting. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> are you really sure I should say this? Because, you know, just like I said the other time that um, it is not always, it is never love and light, right? Maybe not like, but it is mostly scary and dark and lonely because then you start to think, I think, I think when, I think I could only share my dreams with um, my husband, my parents, my siblings, and then when I met you, you. I haven't, I'm not sure I have ever been comfortable enough to share with any friends, right? Because then I had the, the, the fear of being labeled something different that I do not want to be addressed by. You, you, you get what I mean? Because, you, I, I mean, how could you explain when in real life, you know who you are, or maybe, maybe not in real life, maybe in your waking life, in the one, in the life that you're aware of, you know who yeah. you are, you know what you do, you know your identity, you, 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 you get me right. And then you go to bed at night and what every other person would consider to be like a dream, it seems as though you are there living another life. And when you wake up, you seem like a fake. Like you, you start to question, why must it happen to me this way? Why do I have to feel this way? Is this what every other person is feeling? Like I got some, I got answers to a lot of questions while in the other life. That is my dream life. Like for instance, I got the, I would always have questions and it would be as though someone is telling me telepathically that, oh, okay, this is the answer that you seek. For instance, I'm going to give you an interesting um, one. Okay, so I I would I got married and it took a while. I'll, I'll pray for kids, even if it is just one and everything. And then there was a day I had a dream, or maybe in my dream, in the in the other life. How do I how do I place it in my other world? I was in your dream. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> told, <laughs> I was being told by an elder there that so my my child how is it that you expect that your blood should just easily mix with his i suppose it was refer his mean being my husband in this waking life right because your blood is different from his so it's it should not mix 
<laughs> you know, that, that, that felt scary. And then when I woke up and told my husband, all we, all we could think of doing was just to dash to the hospital to check my blood group type, genotype, everything, because I don't remember ever trying to find this out when I was young. And then it happened that I was O negative, right? That I'm O negative. So I rushed back home, ran to Google as usual to read up, okay, so what does this mean? What does it mean? And then I found out that, oh, okay, so this could be why. You get what I'm saying? But that is just one of a lot of things that I've discovered that has helped in my waking life or in this my life, you know, that that life in the dream is real as well and is happening almost simultaneously as this life, right? So yours is, I think your own awakening is is unique because yours is more of a perspective of like you were having strange experiences because there are different signs of awakenings, right? For some people, it's just numbers that they see. For some people, it's... um, certain dreams that they have, paranormal experiences, those things that sort of like trigger you or jolt you into waking up. So yours was those dreams. And that that's actually a very intense way of waking up because no one can tell you that you are not seeing what you're seeing. Do you understand what I mean? Like it's a different place if let's say you were believing in something and then your beliefs led to like falter just to wave because, you know, it just wasn't adding up in your life. But yours, you were having certain experiences that were intense. Like you were having dreams and certain dreams you and, and parts of those dreams you could prove in real life. So that's, an, that's another level. That's just what I'm trying to say. Exactly. It's very hard to explain that. You get what I mean? You're very correct. So, yeah, I think, I, so I think I, a couple of ones that I remember as well was my mom having a child before I was even, cons- because before I was born, I think, I think I will, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't remember this and I don't want to be wrong about what I'm going to say. So she had a girl child before I was born, right? And then she passed on and where, where she was buried when they gave birth to me and at the age three. Exactly. My dad would tell me that I would go there and sit down, play with no other kids, but just the sand or whatever on a grave. Do you understand? As if I knew, even my mom was not aware of where she was buried. Right. So a a lot of things like that. If you if you meet me in person, I have this slight marks on my face because my parents were going through turbulence in their mind that they were they began to question a lot of things why I would act a certain way that they started taking me to different spiritual leaders going all around praying doing deliverances that at some point they met with someone that felt oh okay they were going to prepare some powders and give some marks on my face so that I I no longer you know transcend into that reality I'm not able to see those things anymore so interestingly, Bellumi, this started while I was three, according to my parents, right? So that is why I am not going to say my spiritual awakening started a couple of years ago because, you know, even my parents had mentioned to me a, a lot of things that I've done that, that made them question what could be happening, right? And then, yes, I remember when I was uni, in uni, I would have 
very vivid dreams that would tell me certain things about some people or I would meet somebody in my other world and I would see them again in this reality and it would be very funny because I could remember the exact thing that would that happened that would happen that they would do that they would say you know very 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 funny like so I started questioning things I started isolating myself I started feeling different I started feeling incomplete which was the mistake that I think I made because but I won't I won't I won't describe it as a mistake because I don't think so many people would have understood if I started spilling things started saying oh this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm seeing right but I'm very grateful because this has helped me a lot I don't think I was the girl that would just accept anybody's theory of things hook like and sinker right? I would always question it. I would always take a step back and think, mm, why can't it be this way? Why must it be this way? Do you understand? So that has made it impossible for me to fully be devoted into any spiritual practices that I know, be it Islam, Christianity. I've never been a full-blown anything in that line, right? So I've always, I've always known that there is more. I've always tried to, you know, seek answers to a lot of things. So, yeah. Mm. So how is, like, now that you've come to accept who you are, unlike when you were younger, that they were, you know, maybe your parents saw it as something that was hindering your progress, possibly because you were too young to understand it, right? So since you've come to accept this and you become more open-minded, how has it affected the way you see the world and your relationship with other people? Um, your relationship with other people. Yeah, so, you know, what another thing that that gets that gets dropped in your mind boom when you start awakening spiritually is that you are not different from anyone and anything else right that you are one with everything so the the reality that i cannot i cannot but love and be kind to other people because whatever I think, whatever I do to others is practically me doing these things to myself. So this has helped to, you know, be kinder to people, love myself more, knowing that you can't not give what you don't have or what you are not, you know, because you don't have love. You are love. You're supposed to be love, right? So I, yes, I'm kinder to people. I am less judgmental now because I just don't think that because I I am coming to the realization of who I am does not necessarily make the other person less to me, right? Because now I know that you could be me. You are me. Does it make sense? Like, I know... It makes what? sense. I think some people what? listen to be like, what? <laughs> Like, okay, so if we're talking, you know, there's there's the in 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 religious spirituality or how religion explaining spirituality is that okay, for instance, in Islam, there's the saying that God is one, right? Like God is one, God Allah is one. So the unity to my understanding now is one because every one of us is God. Do you get it, Belumi? Like within was and then yeah. it now adds to, there's that collective consciousness it's not collective because because let, let me let me bust your brain the way that i see god now is like there's a ball there's a huge ball of light and that huge ball of light 
dematerializes. It's like it's like it spread like if like it spreads into billions or trillions or you know countless fragments, right? And each fragment is each person and things that exist. So the only difference between you, myself, the person next door, the tree, you know, the birds, the animals, the everything, and the supreme God that we think there is, is in the magnitude. Because you can get back that God where you put together everyone and everything. Does that make sense? Absolutely. God is in us all. And I think some people will say, oh yeah, God is not in this, God is not in that. Because someone is not necessarily living in alignment with who they are or with like maybe the greater good, doesn't mean that there is no aspect of God oh, in them. The idea should, of God. them that you imagine they should be. Exactly. You know? It's also <laughs> just an idea to them your that own, you... Your own, to your own guidelines of this is how a godly person should be does not necessarily take away from the fact that they are you or they are God, you know? That's fantastic. And I like that, like, very non-judgmental approach because that's kind of what changed for me as well. And the deeper you go, the less judgmental you become. You know, there's still some parts of me, like, I will still judge certain things or certain people right now. I'm, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. But I hope that in the next, like, two to three years, I will see that same pers- um, situation in a different way. I may not agree with what the person is doing or I may not want to be like that person. But the truth of the matter is, if they are living their life and they're living their truth, it's up to them. There's nothing else I can say. Like, I think, I think, <laughs> I think another way to look at it is the, the fact that that particular thing they are doing is the choice they were making at that particular point in time does not still define that choice as them. Do you understand? Like, because somebody choose to do this thing at this point does not mean that defines who they are. That could just be that there is a lesson to be learned for there's a lesson for them their soul to be learned at that particular point and that has to be done for that lesson to be learned maybe by another soul or their soul very true very very true we don't see things like that but like there's some things that i'll say oh people have done this to me in my life whether it's family members or friends but when i look back and i think on it i think to myself I really learned and I evolved from that situation. So should I still continue to demonize that person for teaching me that lesson? Even if, like, according to everybody, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that person exhibited some narcissistic traits or they did this. Fair enough. I'm not agreeing with what they did and I'll never um, pretend like that is right. But in some way, it was for me to learn. So, like, you also have to consider the duality of things because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it doesn't have its own divine purpose or it doesn't fit into the greater picture of your life. Okay, so um, Oyin, please tell us, how did your family and friends react to this new you, react to your new perspective, and also to you not being as invested in religion as you used to be, even though you were never like a very religious person? Hmm, very interesting question, you know. I, especially because... Um, I, I think it is inevitable that you don't lose relationships, right? You like things like that would happen because, especially when they know, especially because you can't hide these things, right? I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had an experience where 
my very good friend called me <laughs> in Mamalao <laughs> just because they think that I do not conform to any side of the spiritual or religious belief that they know, right? I'm neither here nor there. I'm, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not a Christian, you know? So yes, they've, they've called me, they've called me all sort of names, right? Um, I've had to, I'm not going to deny that I've had to, you know, face difficulties that stem from maybe other members of my family and even friends, you know, whose um, values or religious expectations uh, is, you know, in conflict with mine and what I believe, right? So uh, recently what I've learned is to not jump into trying to make it clear to anyone or try to argue about certain things anymore, right? Because... Um, when a shift of perception um, that I term awakening, when it happens, what your senses will start telling you is that everything and everyone is you, right? So that would mean that if you do not want to be judged in a certain way or spoken to in a certain way, just don't do it to others. Because the fact that you are experiencing this now or the fact that you are walking this journey now does not take away from the fact that you are still not better than them. Your time has come to, like, for your eyes to be open to this realization is already a reality in every of their lives as well. The fact that they are not seeing it now does not take away from the fact that they are and they will eventually come to terms with it. They will eventually see it later. Right. So that has helped me. It's very funny because I used to be, I used to be a very opinionated person. Right. But now I think I'm more, I think I'm more loving. I think I'm more, I'm more mindful of how I approach conversations that's got to do with spirituality. Right. And um, yeah. I'm kinder. I, I can I can feel it. I, I even know it that I'm kinder to people. Yes. So I'm exp- I'm, 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 I'm loving this experience, to be very honest. Even uh, as much as it is not love and light, it is lonely, dark and everything. But it is so refreshing. The fact that I'm now coming to the realization that, oh, I've not been crazy after all, after all right? I've not been different after all. Like I'm just being like the B-E-I-N-G, right? Just being and living. You know, it's very interesting that I've got a new phrase is that every one of us, right? Every one of us are just spirits and then we are here to, you know, like learn lessons, experience. It's like a travel. Are you with me, Palumi? It's like we're on vacation, right? Yeah. yeah, It's like we're on vacation and we just, you know, take this experience, allow it shape the, 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 the soul in whatever stage of evolve in that the soul needs to, you know, take. So yeah, that's how I see it. I mean, you're not going to judge. You're not going to judge if you were on a vacation, say to Kenya, right? From Nigeria, you're not going to judge a fellow traveler that they, they, they didn't take enough money 
or oh, why didn't you take enough money? Why didn't you 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 could have you could have thought this through? I'm not. I, I don't see. I don't see judging people on a journey like on, on a vacation as the most sensible thing to do. So if we would love one another, if we would love everything and every, if we will smile at everything and everyone we see on vacation, why not practice it here as well? Because that is what this life is to me. That's my new definition of it. We're all just on vacation, having this experience to take back, maybe to shape how we evolve. Yeah. That's a simple, but maybe complex explanation. People will say vacation from where, but I would say that's a different conversation for a different day because right. <laughs> that was another right. long day. Right. But you know what? Because... <laughs> yeah, go on. No, no, because I mean, like this is almost never ending. You, I, I don't see how you can know the beginning from the middle or from the end. I don't know. But I mean, while at it, just enjoy it. That's, that's it. Absolutely. So you keep saying like the journey is lonely and dark and this. What obstacles have you experienced on this journey? Hmm. And how have they helped shape you? You know, because I think it's always, especially awakening is a transformative journey and it transforms your, your diet, even the way you look sometimes <laughs> because what you are eating changes, um, your practices change, your mind and also your spiritual life. So what obstacles can you say you've experienced and how did they help to change you? Okay. Um, I think one thing that I remember vividly now is that I would sometimes get, I don't know, I would, I would, I would sometimes feel, I don't know, I think this might sound a bit conflicting to what I said earlier about being kinder and stuff, right? But I would somehow feel irritable being in the midst of so many people or certain gatherings, right? That I, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase this. I think I started to enjoy solitude more. And maybe some people felt I was going into some sort of depression. <laughs> I don't know. Because I started to enjoy my own company because it allowed me, you know, flesh out some things, think clearer. He allowed it allowed me use my mind to process some things, right? So I, and of course I had friends that would always want to be like, oh, let's go this place, let's go here. And they started feeling maybe I was intentionally pulling apart or drifting apart from them, right? So yes, that 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 robbed, robbed me of some friends, but no regrets because of course, um, I I know better now that this was what was happening to me, right? And um, another thing is that I I I still have it. I'm not going to say used to. I still have this nagging migraine, like your head will just be aching. And now I'm discovering that certain foods, maybe my mind or my body does not really tolerate. Like if I eat a lot of cabbage now, I might be unable to sleep or I might start experiencing like a fog in my brain and stuff like that. So yes, this has, this has really helped me think back on what is really good for my body. 
Like what makes me feel good? Now I listen to my body. It is like I'm taking my my body as the second brain, right? If I want to know if something is good for me, I don't necessarily Google or read up on what is good for me because Google is not my body, right? So if I just eat a certain food and I feel that I react to this food better, and I just keep having much of those foods. And I know that my body reacts so very well with a lot of light food. I name them light food because these are the foods that that need light to, to become edible or to become good, which are like lots of vegetables and fruits and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, because of this, I would naturally eat more live food, which are also called light food. So I've lost relationships. I've I've become better emotionally, physically, because I I crave solitude a lot. Um, I'm starting to, you know, be better at meditation. I'm currently exploring um, yoga. It's quite interesting. I started just a couple of days ago. Yeah, I'm loving it. So yeah, that's it. The the you know the journey is just it's just beginning. I think I think they are. I think I, I I can say it is like an onion. You start you, you once you begin to peel, you you discover new layers and new interesting things that you can explore. Yeah, because now you are realizing who you are. You're you're, you're on a journey back to yourself, right? So it's, it's interesting, as dark as lonely as it can be. Yes, it's interesting. Hmm, that's great. You know, you you saying. You love your own solitude. That is always a very, very big sign that someone is experiencing a spiritual awakening because you have to learn to think for yourself in as much as um, it's good for us to be of service to others and enjoy other people's company. You really have, you need time alone to be able to refine yourself, to actually be able to listen to your inner voice because all your life you've been taught to externalize things. People tell you that this is what is good and then you take it. Yeah. That person reaches to you. And like what you said about Google not being your body, your own body is intelligent, your mind is intelligent, and your soul also has its own unique path. Yeah. Do you understand? Also has its own unique lessons that is here to learn. So as much as listening to people can be good, you really need to learn to be by yourself to separate, okay, what is really good for me and what isn't. And also have that confidence in yourself to be like this is what my intuition is telling me even though it goes against or it's not exactly what i've been taught since i was younger or what my parents would tell me i want to explore this um, yeah. i can use my inner moral compass to see that okay this is what's good for me and i think that's what being spiritual is about it's i think it's finally growing up in some way and i don't mean to sound yeah. condescending but normally in life we take ourselves as babies like this person knows what's best and that person knows what's best and yeah it's true it's good to have experts in certain fields but sometimes you should also be able to know what's good for you or not because even when it comes to your life experts could be wrong like you've had this even happens in medicine you know what i mean but your intuition is telling you something that listen maybe you should pay attention to this thing you're eating and even though on the surface it doesn't look exactly like that when you make those changes and adjustments you see that you're in a much better place and that's maybe that's probably not something the expert could just pick up like that because that's not necessarily in a textbook. That takes even a lot of. Before, 
before before you before a medical doctor can diagnose you of anything, he or she will still need to ask you questions. How does your body feel? How do you feel here? If I touch this place, how does it feel? Because it it it, it all stems from you. Do you understand? Like you, it has to be you having the knowledge of how this feels with you before you can get help from the outside. You know, so you still start from you, all you within. Good. And you talked about yoga and meditation that you just started. So what are the like practices will you say are unique to you and also possibly spiritual books or people you listen to that have helped you along your journey? Um, um, practices unique to me. I don't know if they are unique, but because a lot of people in, um, in the world, the stuff that you enjoy, you understand I what know. I mean? I know because a lot of a lot of these things are already picked from from the experiences of the religious practices, right? I mean, there is forgiveness, which I'm more mindful of now, you know, than ever. Learning to, you know, not not hold grudges against people. Learning to, you know, to to be intentional about letting things go. And truly letting it go, right? I also journal a lot now. I, I, I mean, a friend told me when I go into that world, <laughs> I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. A friend mentioned to me when I go into that other world, when I sleep, when I, once I wake up, anything that I remember, I should pen it down, right? So I started doing that. But not just that, I started journaling on um, gratitude as well. There are there are things that I know that I'm thankful for, but because the because the human brain can you know forget without when you're not being intentional, you can forget. So putting these these things down, whatever I'm grateful for in a day, helps to know that there are a lot of countless things to be grateful for. Right. So gratitude does a lot. Of, of good for me. So I, I journal a lot. I journal on experiences. I journal a lot more on gratitude. Then, yes, I set, just like, I'll, I'll go back to meditation again. I'm learning because I want to be better at it. So I'm setting aside more time to spend on meditation, right? And that would mean alone time, me time, right? So yeah, I'm doing a lot of that now as well. Very good. Very good. I am proud of you. And people, the friend is me. Yes. <laughs> I was talking about. Yeah. Um, how do you see your spiritual journey evolving in the future? I try to stay present. I know I always tell you to stay present as well, as well but how do you see this taking shape? And also you have toddlers. So how do you see yourself um, incorporating spirituality into mothering and we just allow them to be free to decide what they want to choose whatever path they want to go down on you know that's you know that's 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 a very interesting question because do you know sometimes i would sit by myself and i would imagine this i remember having this conversation with my husband even that my husband was like okay so now that because you know the interesting part is that I don't believe that you are waking alone, right? Because my husband is sort of going through this phase as well right now. 
And I remember him asking me how we are going to, I like, I love now to use the word groom and not raise for my babies. You know why? Because um, I think raising, <laughs> if you, if used for like animals, they're like, you raise a cattle, you raise a chicken to eventually maybe kill and chop later. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so I like to yeah. use, <laughs> so that's why, like, I'll be very intentional about avoiding the word race, you know, for humans. So I'll choose groom, right? Because whether you like it or not, they are a complete being in themselves on their own but because they are young now you as as parents it is our job to now help them grow groom them in a way that does not allow for them to deviate completely from that path that their soul has chosen like do you get me so what i'm trying to do by not forcing anything on their lives is, is to be is to try to become that example right so um i'm practicing a lot of self-care as we speak thankfully i've got helps right so if i f- do feel the need to take some time to myself maybe to meditate maybe to do yoga i simply ask for help okay please can you take over the kids while i go in for like a couple of hours, right? So I'm practicing self-care. Even my babies are so young, they're 18 months, but they, they, I think they sort of recognize when mama needs some time alone, right? Because I just say, bye-bye, mama is coming back, and I just go, right? Whether they you know, throw a little tantrum or not, I go. So like I mentioned earlier, again, I practice gratitude. You can't not practice gratitude enough. <laughs> Do you understand? Because the universe is always blessing you every second of the day like you are always able to get everything that you need so it is also important to keep that energy balanced by just being aware and you know showing gratitude that you recognize that this is there for you and you're thankful for it um also i know i mentioned it earlier but i'm going to reiterate that because it's a huge part of my life now it is being intentional about showing kindness to other people because however that my babies or my kids see that I treat others, treat my husband, treat my workers, treat my friends, treat everybody around, you'll be surprised that they just pick up these things. You know, I was telling my husband that I wasn't so sure that I would want to enroll them in any school until they are like five, that I wouldn't mind, you know, getting a teacher to, to homeschool them. But I noticed that what I even, what I expose them to now Maybe just like the educative um, cartoons on the on the YouTube, I see that they are already learning some things, and these are things that they just see on TV. Check out what I'm saying. That is to show you how huge the human brain can be, and how magnetic it could be to information, especially things that they could hear and see with their eyes, right? So it is important that you become that thing that you want them to emulate so that growing up, they are able to just pick on these things. I don't see myself taking them to, I'm not sure, to any church or any spiritual gathering, to be very honest. I'm going to do my best to show them through how I live and maybe listen to some some spiritual teachers that I know that I listen to now. Let me even give you, let me run you through a little. I've not been really big on picking up 
maybe maybe I am, maybe not now. I've not been picking up any book on spirituality to read for now. But what I've known, what I know that I've been able to go up on YouTube are two two main things, and this has really helped me. Is I've dug up fifty natural laws. Right, I don't know if you ever come across that on YouTube. Fifty natural laws, like this, is so well broken down and explained that it gives you a sense of awareness, responsibility, and your place in this universe. So I love it. I love it. Love it. I've listened to that like countless times. Another thing that I really, really love that is that has kept me like more aware and grounded is um. I listened to this audio book by Neville Goddard. I don't know if you've heard the name. It's called... Goddard, yes. yes. <laughs> it's called um, Feeling is the Secret. Yes, it's called Feeling is the Secret. So I've listened to that. I loved it a lot. I've listened to it over and over. Yes, 50 Natural Laws on YouTube. I was I purposely mentioned it to my husband that once my children can read, write, and understand, the first thing I'm exposing them to is the 50 Natural Laws on YouTube. It is going to be their first Bible. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, know the laws of the universe and know that if you do this, this is bound to happen. If you do this, I think if every child is raised, you know, is groomed <laughs> first from knowing the, the, the actions and the consequences of of the laws that govern this particular realm the universe that we live in uh, yeah i think they'll be much better off so yeah that's the plan right yeah i'm happy i'm happy i had you um or i have you here on my podcast because you're also parents do you understand not only are you navigating this journey by yourself you have a husband that you're working with and then you also have children that you are going to groom and putting on the right path and the right path to you're also going to groom them and cause them to be more, you know, I mean, independent that they can think for themselves because I think that's the most important thing. You as a parent, you never know everything and you never know everything they need and you never know everything about their path, but they have to be able to figure these things out by themselves. So having that strong foundation of how to treat people well, of also being like exposed to different, um, how do I say, different possible schools of thought and religious experiences just so that they can have an understanding of these things. I think that lays on a very, very good foundation. So you've been through like your own dark night of the soul, as they call it, right? That was this phase whereby you said you had to isolate yourself a lot more and you felt overwhelmed by other people's energy. What advice do you give to someone now who's just waking up and has no clue of what's going on? They're probably just seeing numbers, having weird dreams, possibly feeling depressed or going through an ego death uh, or maybe dealing with like some kind of suicidal ideation. And they know there's more to this than just like the normal depression. So what advice will you give to them? Hmm. I would say... I'll say, take it easy. You're not alone. It is interesting to know that um, we are all like that. But most importantly, I think it, it, it does a lot of help to seek out people or communities, maybe maybe just one or two people that you know are currently experiencing this and they can tell you, hey, this is what should ex- you, should, you might probably expect, even though everybody's journey is quite different, but it does not mean that we are still not one, right? So seek out people that are currently going through the same thing and it will be less heavy on your shoulders. Right? 
good definitely find find a community and then um i will share um links after for our listeners and i also coach people through their awakening process or their awakening journey so if you need help definitely reach out and if you have anyone who's going through something similar reach out as well thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience with us it has been wonderful having you on this podcast and <laughs> any last words anything you like to share before we close or before we finish hmm. i'll say you are the universe understand that and just treat everything and everyone as you because that is the, that's the reality there's no other truth you are the tree you are polumi you are oi you are you are the bird, you are the cow, you are the sheep, you are the everything. So treat everything and everyone with the cautiousness that that is you. That way, I think you treat everything better. Yeah. That's True. It. So that which, that life force that's in you, that consciousness that's in you is also in every other thing. And we are all experiencing different things simultaneously. So thank you so much, Wayne. And... Thank you to, to our listeners.